0: unfiltered vitamin z this yo host Z daoud aka Zae, aka the captain homeless aka dj arab z aka MCZ, aka lil z from the ymca aka el faquito palestino from vegas to tampa bay peanut MMs and ms and chamomile type shit the 100 degrees celsius boiling point 5 to 8 minute rest in time for all your little tea molecules to be absorbed by the water so you can drink that good shit and relax and breathe a little bit right before you go to sleep I said in the last episode tea and peanut M&M is my new weed but here's the thing about weed it's a beautiful plant. You ain't got to smoke it. Just smelling that shit. Just being around it, man, makes you, makes me put a smile on my face. Even though I don't smoke it no more, I love being around that shit. Here's the thing. To see people so relaxed and honest around you and calm. Because that's what weed does. It cuts the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And with alcohol, you're going to spill your thoughts with people. But when you smoke with somebody, your thoughts come out crispy clear like the smoke. Yeah, it's swirling around a little bit. But you can see the lines. And you can see a waste floating, taking its time, going up and up to the sky. You don't get that with alcohol you literally spill out you throw up sometimes you know what i'm saying so just being around people with weed and having a smile on their face it's so amazing to see that's all the excuse i need to see people happy around me it's like christmas i never give a fuck about what christmas was the com- i mean sure i didn't like the conversation and the actual belief that this is when jesus was born we can get into that later but just seeing people, anybody, black and white, all types of people just happy for one time in the year, it's great. Just like when the Muslim holidays come around, ain't nobody happy. Ain't nobody, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody knows what's going on. Even the people I'm celebrating with ain't even that happy. Most of them gonna go back to work anyway. But when you see Christmas, just everybody's fucking happy. Everybody. And it's just great to see. It's just great. Why not? You know what I'm saying? I don't need any other bigger reason just to see the people around me have smiles on their face even people you normally see but don't really know people in your kiosk, in your bodega supermarkets cashiers all types of people just going through shit and just to be able to put smile on people's face give a little extra here you give a little extra there you help out here you help out there and you receive that shit back too it's beautiful it's beautiful it's all it is especially in times like now when we need it more than ever so we christmas whatever it is man that's gonna have people smiling around me i fuck with that i fuck with that You know what I'm saying? I don't need to get high to write, but I like being around people that high when I write. The higher they get, the most honest the feedback, and I get to writing these raps. it's all about the things that we can do, the service we can give onto others. It's your dharma, man. That's what I've been learning from things like a monk, is that people talk about oh my passion, my purpose. Yeah, but what do you like to do? What you fuck with doing? What can you? What What are you good at? And then that third aspect of like, can other people benefit from it? What can you? What is this fulfilling your micro, and then the macro of the world that's giving out back to the world? And there's other people. Even if it just hits one other person, you be teaching. You can be teaching for thirty years, but you help one person's fucking life. You did your job. But that's the thing that sucks about being a teacher. You never get to see the plan grow. You just get to see these seeds planted. That's why I'm like so desperate to get to bigger places and then reach out to these teachers. And keeps tabs on them and shit like, like Even right now, there's certain teachers I'm like, damn, like I really want her to get on the podcast. I really want to talk to this teacher just to see like where I am now and where we can carry those conversations that we used to have. It's so fucking crazy, cause they never, they never, they might never know. You know what I'm saying? You just never know. You never know what someone's going through. You never someone what someone's gonna end up doing, what they used to be doing. That's the importance of kindness. It's not just the moment of it. The exact moment of it is important. That's what makes it so difficult that you can be going through shit. Yourself and hard to give that kindness. Or just get triggered or be pissed off. Or whatever. But placing yourself in the past, present, and future of you. You and for that person. You don't have to know nothing. You ain't got to know no details. That's why it's just like. It's just start and try to end with kindness. Always. Easier said than done of course. I saw I think Charlamagne Tha God post something about like having that inner peace but then still want to lay your hands on somebody sometimes and there's something about an ass whooping doesn't matter who or where or why but that shit can just change your life out of nowhere sometimes you just need to get the shit whipped out of you to get the sense to break through but it just sometimes it doesn't work some kids get their ass beat their entire high lives and it just never fucking works it never does anything so i don't know yeah but listen to Snoop Dogg's gospel music I've been seeing some shit on YouTube and comments and motherfuckers making talking about everybody's like Eminem this Snoop and I've heard that over and over and I've seen so many videos for that I was like let me listen to this shit and make it and decide for myself I think on the song the track Zeus I haven't listened to the whole all the songs but I was like what he said was not a big fucking deal I was like god damn what's the matter with people fucking pussies and dramatic and it's like oh my god oh my god like you have arguments with motherfuckers in college and they don't talking to you for like the rest of the semester or they like oh I apologize I hope that I didn't get too aggressive back there like bitch shut the fuck up we're not in a boxing match it's a like college class so motherfuckers got their own opinion and shit to share who gives a fuck all he said was normal shit like it's exactly what rappers used for it. motherfuckers crazy stupid and here's the thing, like, I never agreed with Snoop when he said that he doesn't see why a I man would be in someone's top 10. He easily can be in someone's top 10 or top 5. But again, I don't know. Here's the thing I had no idea race was a bit like, I talk about race so much in a lot of sense in, on the podcast and in real life. And a recent friend of mine told me that I bring it up a lot. I had no idea. I brought it up a lot. I had just had no idea. People thought about it a lot and went out of and it was in and around people's lives so much, and it struck me as two as two things: either that it was somewhat something on people's mind a lot and didn't know, or it was something on people's mind a lot and they did know. So it was like for me, I was just talking to my mom about this. Though you know Latinos are so diverse and come from so many different places, and it's a whole continent of people with indigenous roots, African roots, and you know these immigrant roots, roots from everywhere—from Italy, Germany, the Middle East—all these different fucking places. That's why you go to these countries, and so many people look so many different ways, and it's just all the same term, Latino and Latina. So to have that whole white black, and here's the thing: I was just watching um fucking Get Rich or Die Trying. With 50 Cent and, uh, what's his name? Howard? The actor, Ter- was it Terrence Howard? Why am, I asking, why am I talking like someone's fucking there, like, about to answer me? Fuck. I think it's, yeah. Terrence Howard? That sounds like a real name. And in the movie, he was talking about his uh, the character Bama. is like, from North Carolina. And some shit about, like, carrying a screwdriver to school because they were making fun of him for being light-skinned. And they were fucking with him. But then after that, they weren't fucking with him when he was taking that screwdriver to school with him and i remember uh one time i think it was like third grade we're in the computer lab i think this kid named austin said some shit to this black girl named kelly i think that was her name or no fuck my bad that was uh, that was another friend but he said something to this black girl and it was like offensive racially i guess i don't remember i was like a couple desks away but i remember my friend kishon reacting to that shit and he was like damn so you just insulting and he started like he's like he's like you insulting all black people and he's like start counting and counting like all the people you have black in the class like you didn't just say this to her like you offended everybody he's kind of like one two three four five excuse me he gets to like six or seven and he he counts me including as he's going through the class i'm like kishan why'd you why'd you count me and i'm not black he's like yeah but you go with the black then white and i was like what the fuck since when is this thing why does it work like this and i had no idea and then chico Bean 95 south show said the same thing in dc with the whole light skin thing was such a big deal and i was like really i had no fucking clue that would be such a big deal i mean i can see it in a comedic sense to make jokes about it that way about anything else but never in such a serious tone and serious manner Like that's fucking crazy I'm telling you, like people like Steph Curry, even Obama, shit, that's a normal dude in a lot of Latin American countries. Normal in a sense that there's a lot of the motherfuckers like him that, in being black, especially in Brazil, it's a socioeconomic thing, it's a cultural thing, it's so many other aspects than just the color of your skin. Crazy how. The U.S. makes it out how heated it is, and again, it goes back to that post T.I. put about like ants, you know, the, the red ants versus the black ants. But it's the person shaking the that little box that they're in, they're making them fight against each other. It's fucking crazy. Because there was an artist, a Venezuelan artist, uh, Apache, and I'm listening to, and I was listening to his his music, and it's so fucking great. And I had no idea what he looked like, and then I saw his Instagram picture. and I was like, oh, okay. Not that I was like curious but i mean you just search an artist up sometimes the face just doesn't match up to what you what you expect even if you know what their ethnicity is because we have like this we have this just a way of creating these images and stories in our heads it's like when you hear about a friend for example and you're like yeah this person is sweet and blah 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 and we see them and we're like really that wasn't what i was expecting even though you don't know what you were expecting but you know whatever you just saw wasn't what you were quote-unquote expecting it's weird and uh a, a pana which is what in, in venice for the spanish like i uh, use for like a homie there's a dude here in salamanca and he raps really great it's one of the best freestyles i've seen and i i told him i was like dude like after like my top four i have to like snoop hove drizzy and cole like i'll put i like I'll, I'll put you in the top five just because like i i know someone that like you personally like, i see that shit in front of me like you like you like you the shit and i told him that it's like and again, it's, he's got flow, he's got rhythm, but he's not black. I mean, not saying this is a genetic thing, but it's he just, that whole thing in Latin America just isn't the same. Like, in the U.S., we talk, there's like lists, like, oh, top white rappers, even top female rappers, as if a woman or, or a white dude couldn't outdo a black dude in rap. And it goes back to like, well, this thing isn't genetic you know what I'm saying it's, there's definitely women that can like it's just, just great rappers you know what I'm saying I don't see why it needs to have like these separate categories and and a woman being unable to rap better than a man just simply off of being a woman like that's crazy and his grandparents this dude Pana here his grandparents are German but everything about him is this shit like he comes from the streets of Caracas like he has like these crazy fucking stories and his rap is this shit and, and, and it's, 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 it's fucking crazy, but there's no way he would carry himself or be like that in the same way. Like he would like in the, in the U S excuse me, but here's the thing. It's understandable. It's understandable because it's a Marlon Kraft was talking about this too, uh, uh, on the breakfast club, I think, or the other radio show you know, hip-hop being a black culture, yeah, that's, that's undeniable, like, like, I was talking to an electronic uh, DJ here in Spain, and we were talking about uh, the conversation that I was having with Nath about Jamaica and their influence with hip-hop and everything, you know, you know, having these speakers outside, and, you know, reggaeton, it's just like the same shit they took from Jamaica, but just in Spanish, and all these things that come from the Caribbean, with these, from, come from black folk, and then come from that ancestor rhythm culture, all that shit is tribal, all that shit comes from Africa and the Middle East, like, I've been saying that shit when I wrote the song "Miss Philistine on my Soundclub excuse me, SoundCloud. Was that seeing freestyling rappers for the first time? Was these grandmas in Palestine? They make raps about anything: the stars, the moon, your day, what you were wearing, your attitude, all these different things. Like it's it's just classic folk shit, and that's like them spitting, sitting down. Making these beats with whatever they had around your hands, your clapping, your mouth, your tongue is used, all that shit. And it's like, and that's just normal living. That's the shit that from the Middle East and North Africa that you just carry, that you just have. So naturally, that's gonna be some aspect that in the blood as it goes to Latin America, that goes to the Americas in general, North and South. And it's undeniable the impact of black entertainment, black culture, black creativity. But it's crazy how far some people take it to see someone not black rapping. And of course, this is coming from a dude that isn't black that is rapping. Naturally, that's the perspective here, but I just had that mindset coming from Islam from my dad and, and Latino from my mom, where I just didn't see race in that same sense people saw race in the U.S. Because one thing Islam taught me was was the how transnational it was, like the adhan, like that call to prayer, come from a, a come, come came from a freed slave called Bilad. It was the first person to start doing the adhan. So I, Islam, has, in a sense, tried to argue that it was like progressive in that sense with like slavery and what else was i gonna say yeah just didn't see color from religiously and then the top dudes that i looked up to kareem hakeem hamad ali like these guys were muslims too so black is you know so when i saw greatness i had this in the other episode short sweet of south why I said, you know, why not give this out to black people? Why, why shouldn't they demand, if they want to demand reparations like Jews did for years of being fucked over and they took stolen land, why not take back shit that should be theirs? You know what I'm saying? Because you could argue, I mean, they have that ludicrous story of the 2000 year ancestor, uh, ancestor story. Well, it doesn't have to be as long. Black people could argue, you know, enslaved Africans. I'm not going to say slaves like my professor said. That's something when you use the word slaves, like almost like it's inherent. But. It wasn't. There's nothing inherent about being slaves. They took motherfuckers that had great kingdoms. Like the idea that of refugees or enslaved people coming from some some fucked up places, like it's, it's ludicrous. Like they, these motherfuckers came from greatness. Like I looked up and saw black as greatness. Cause like Mansa Musa. Like P Diddy has this interview, which is crazy. Because I remember in history reading about as a kid, just reading random history shit and reading about Mansa Musa, king uh, king of Mali, on his pilgrimage to Mecca. Cause all these, a lot of these, you know. Uh, African countries started converting for merchant reasons, mercantile reasons, as the Islamic world started to spread from Saudi Arabia and going up to Ethiopia and all the way down to the west coast of Africa, all the way up uh, to the west coast of Africa. And this king Mansa Musa handed out so much gold on his pilgrimage to Mecca, it caused an in inflation in the, in the markets of Cairo. And P. Diddy said that was inspiration for him. Like, that's something he, like, looks up to. I looked up that in that sense. I mean, yeah, it was fucking incredible to read about that. And the travels of Ibn Battuta and all these different things. And it's, like, amazing to see. So, in in all the respect. But some people take it so far because... Couldn't someone argue that, like, hey, you know, it's a white dude that invented basketball, so black people shouldn't be doing too good in it or playing basketball because it's a, it's a white man invented sport. You know what I'm saying? Now, I grew up around motherfuckers that were always talking about. Uh, this dude literally used to say in high school uh, when I was in Vegas, used to talk about, yes, white man invented, black man innovated. So innovation usually comes from the outside. You know what I'm saying? Black people can't be too hesitant of outside motherfuckers rapping and looking out into, and I'm not just do mean like, oh, into the sense of like me or white rappers, nope. In the in the global sense of the linguistic sense of French motherfuckers, of Spanish, like Latin rappers, because there is just certain aspects and characteristics of rap and hip hop and other languages that shows the same rhythm and flow and lyrical aspect. That is absolutely amazing because the problem with hip-hop is so global that motherfuckers in the U.S. don't even realize that because it's not a global, it's not a global mindset. It's not a lot of motherfuckers from back home, from from the States that know what the world is or how to look at the world and in the proper sense. And it's a big bubble if you come from the States, big ass motherfucking bubble and in bubbles within bubbles, within bubbles, within bubbles. So it, this is a religion not to be fucked with and... And I genuinely believe that about hip hop. That's why I was in love with this since I was a kid. Like hip hop is the one that, is the shit that taught me that LA was not a place to fuck around with. Like I always knew there was one or two streets that were clean in it. You know what I'm saying? The Beverly Hills and shit. I knew most of it was not the best place. I had an aunt that went to LA that was like, "Oh, it's a shithole." I was like, "No shit. What the fuck were you thinking? You watched too many fucking movies. Like had you listened to a couple of hip hop songs? You know, it's like yeah. Like I remember the part of Rush Hour where in Rush Hour Two where they go to the Triad Club, but Chris Tucker doesn't fucking know when he's on stage dancing with Michael Jackson. Jackie tells him, you know, it's a triad uh, uh, gang, the most dangerous gangs in China, uh, China. And he's like, I'm from LA, we invented gangs, and that's what hip hop is. Like, it was fucking like Brooklyn. I was just fucking afraid to go to Brooklyn. And I remember I had like a layover there with my mom, and I was like, oh, it would be nice. My mom was like, let's go to Brooklyn. I was like, hold on, let me text my professor, and he texts me right, he sends me right away back the uh, the video of Michael uh, Michael Che, of uh, the 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 take that he had, I think it was called Matters. And then, or no, or maybe it might've been a different up, but the, I know this, I know the bit was called White Women Take Over Brooklyn. And I was talking about all the scary shit of Brooklyn being pushed out years ago and being taken over by white women. I was like, damn, that's fucking crazy. So I got nothing to be afraid of. But yeah, that, that shit coming from the the pers- that underground perspective and that marginalized perspective makes so much so much sense for spreads around the world but also so much why black folk in the u.s want to hold on to as much as they can i can i can like i can see myself being black and being pissed off seeing someone not black rapping because at the same time it's like not having something right being like being denied opportunities to own shit and that's something that you create and you foster and you grow and, and and you turn into other things that allows avenues and allows expression and so much other shit. Yeah, it's going to be fucking the pissed. You know, it's going to be. How do I say this? It's going to be definitely infuriating to f- see culture vultures, to see disrespect through it and to see motherfuckers using it for their own advantage and shit like that. But. Um, how do we say it but yeah everything's gonna be adopted and shared with other people like everything is like that you know what i'm saying christianity got spread all over around the world like there's indigenous i don't like seeing this but there's indigenous latin americans that are so divided catholics from a conquered religion that was brought over with guns and you know god and glory in mind there's a book with the you know the same fucking title islam everything all these things you through conquer through through all this shit for, for it to spread and different political economic reasons so all an aspect of it but now hip-hop is that true religion it's that real religion shit that will continue to spread and spread and spread and i hope it really does in the most positive grateful best way because religion has been a force of good and evil like we aslan says there's great shit and bad shit that has happened because of religion and i think hip-hop in in both cases happened the same ways but if we can focus on the good and focus on the aspect and, and carry that onwards um in the proper sense uh, it can definitely grow it can definitely grow it can definitely grow and people can definitely learn other shit not just languages now especially like that's one of the reasons why i'm using i'm proud to be able to use spanish and arabic within my raps. not only is it just a part of me but it's a it's it's something to show something to demonstrate and something to to innovate through rap for different people of different places and uh um, I'm excited to see where this will continue to grow into the future and what type of bridges and what type of connections and what type of sub sub cultures and themes will develop and and gravitate to so many people around the world because we are so interconnected and close now than ever before and it would be amazing to see that growth. Definitely. Absolutely. But anyway, I've talked about hella shit on this episode. I even forgot what I've talked about and where I was even starting. Whether it was even int- intending and thinking of saying... I think I said something about Snoop Dogg and Eminem shit. Yeah, Eminem was, just, I think, just a little frustrated about... Or, like, I don't know how much frustrated. But just some shit of, like, them, like, he had respect for Snoop. And then, like, saying like he wasn't even, like, a top 10. Like, yeah, that would piss me off, too, if I was Eminem. I would definitely bring that shit up into a rap. But it's like, it's a like grown-ass men that got that, that know what the fuck are they doing, so... It's always about bettering each other. And what's so amazing now with the competition in rap is like how we can be in competition with ourselves so much easier because everybody has the opportunity to just upload. You know, I and mean? we're not waiting for like a spot in some record company and competing with these different record versus record, uh, company versus company. No, it's like, can I better than what I just did? Can I constantly improve upon myself? And, uh, and then you once you can do better yourself, then you can look back, can I better my community, can I better my family, you know, that sense. And then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then those bubbles start to interlap. And then it's like everybody helping each other out. So always with, with, with love and peace in mind, of course. So thank you so much for listening. Take care. I'm Z on Instagram, uh, the Captain TheCaptainHomus on Instagram as well. Uh, yeah. Holla at me. Like text me shit. Like we're down for conversations, all that good shit all the fucking time. I Z, we down for the conversation on the air, man, and in real life. Like, let's have a conversation, just me and you. You know what I'm saying? Take care. Much love.